This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Space, the final frontier. Today on Open for Business, we explore the voyages of the startup Space In. I'm Roshan Kanesan. Space In wants to spearhead the space exploration activity here in Malaysia. Previously, a company owned by a group of postgraduate students in the USM Space Systems Lab, Space In started with a satellite education product, a CANSCAD kit for education, and is also Malaysia's only provider for near space platform services through high altitude balloons. Today, they've also developed a Pico satellite called very uh, aptly, Space Ant, that can help bridge the rural connectivity and power IoT players. In the studio with me today is Dr. Norilmi Amelia Ismail, founder and CEO of Space In, and we're going to boldly explore the trajectory of this company. Doc, welcome aboard the uh, welcome aboard Open for Business. Thank you, Roshan, for inviting me. Did you appreciate my introduction there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doc, you're, you have a, you've done quite a lot of work when it comes to space. Um, aside from space in being uh, aside from space in and being a senior lecturer at University of Science Malaysia, you were also the first president and the co-founder of the Malaysia Space Initiative. That's a non-profit organization with a mission to help advance the Malaysian space industry. You're also, or you were also, a mentor for the Space for Women mentoring program. That that's organized by the United Nations Outer Space Affair. So quite a lot going on here. So before we dive into the company mm-hmm. itself, tell us a little bit about this love affair with space exploration. I um, started my education in aerospace engineering uh, in University of Science Malaysia. Then I'm actually leave this aerospace engineering world for two years and I'm working mm. in an automobile company. But then I feel that, oh, I need to come back because I still have the love for the space, right? And I further my study in United Kingdom, in Scotland specifically, uh, in space engineering, my master and PhD doing that, uh, both space engineering. And then when I come back from uh, UK and start working in University of Science Malaysia, I saw that uh, we don't really have very vibrant uh, mm. industry in space and we have to do something on that. That's the reason why uh, we've co-founded, me and my friends that really, really love in space, co-founded the Malaysia Space Initiative and thinking that we can push the industry. But thinking about that, this is not enough because I'm in academia for a few years. Uh, it's, it's already 11 years now teaching in University wow. Science Malaysia. I think I have lots of students, if they're listening, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and during my... Uh, Teaching in University of Science Malaysia, I also involved in industry engagement and I see that uh, we need more. That's the reason why we have this NGO to push, but it's not enough. That's the reason also I've been in this industry as a business because mm. I see that business can give something more benefit. It's something that can attract government because business, you can create economy from that. Mm-hmm. You can use the talent that you produce in university so that I think this is the most uh, uh, what we are look, really looking at uh, to do after doing the NGO and uh, for the education itself. So uh, then uh, having a product is another thing. And what we are looking here, we need to not just to keep the research at university. Yeah, you got to commercialize that. You yeah, got to bring that out into the real world. Uh, yes. And people have to get the benefit of what we have in research in university. So I try to bring this and I can't say that university can do everything. So because my passion in there, then I love also business and then I, I involved in the business trying to push the product. 
So there, can you tell us a bit about why space exploration interests you so much? What what is it about this idea um, of space that has you know held you for so long? Oh, uh, there is something that. If you see space, it's beyond, yeah. right? There's an, a few things that we don't really touch yet. We don't really reach yet. And yet there, then uh, this is excitement. I think the passion and also the excitement drive me to go there. I, I, I see the, in Malaysia itself, this industry is emerging. We still don't really have very, uh, very, I think, uh, a good one for, for, mm-hmm. for, for us that can supply all the demand that we have here. And I can also see that we have a very long silence in space industry, like uh, 10, more than 10 years. Last we launched satellite, a very big satellite from the government is 2009 for the Razak Sat. And after that, it's a very, very long silence. And from there, I think we need to do something. And we have mm-hmm. a few uh, university satellite launch, but uh, over Malaysia, beyond Malaysia, we see that this industry is keep on growing and growing. Yeah, I mean, India just landed uh, landed on the North, South Pole of the moon Pole, as yeah. well, right? Yeah. So quite an interesting development. Yeah. You know, see whether there's water there. There's, Correct. I, I, I mean, it's the frozen side of the moon. <laughs> so some interesting developments happening yes. on the global scale. We have to bring that in Malaysia. And, and to bring that, we also have to educate the public and also give exposure to them and be in the industry together with other partners in the business, I think we can show something to the Malaysian. So let's talk about space in. Um, the most current development is, of course, the Pico satellite called mm-hmm. Space Ant. That's a satellite, uh, it's a device that's 5x5x5, five by five by five, so it's tiny. Uh, you've also, as I mentioned earlier, you had CanSat, which is that satellite education product, and also you provide uh, platforms through high-altitude balloons yes. as well. Um, is that the extent of the products and services available from Space In as of today? Uh, yeah, if you see, we start with CanSat Kit for Education. This is the product we spin off to, to have a space in. But we, we oh. heard before that space in is started with the postgraduate. Yeah. That's a, from enterprise to the syndrome Berhad. And when we expand uh, from enterprise, actually, we already have high altitude platform. We are the first one that bring uh, any staff up to like 30 kilometers using the balloon and you can get very good photography and we have a few clients a big client that actually work together with us then uh, I'm trying to do something uh, to, to make sure that everyone understand on the satellite itself. And we st- I start with my student and we don't really have a satellite. We don't really build a satellite because of the budget. So what I do is actually I'm researching on what educational satellite that we can make and we can do in the class. Well, what was the, you know, the tangible real world uh, benefit of, of having that education uh, product? Uh, it's actually exposure to the student. When I bring this satellite and we, I talk, talk to the student, we say that this is actually the real satellite if we change on the communication system, meaning that we can communicate far away. And they just, oh, is this satellite? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can make it this satellite. So I show them uh, we can do satellite. We have to. We need to have this aspiration that we can do. So it's an educational tool to get kids more excited yeah, about excited. these things. Show them what a satellite looks like yes. that they can set essentially. Yeah. Um, and then the high altitude balloons allows us to. Take to stuff more, into yeah. uh, thirty kilometers yeah. in the sky so that we can do certain studies yes. as well. 
Spacing obviously is the most exciting product that's come out of your. Yes, uh, of because uh, we we can see that we go from low level of altitude and now we go higher up to fifty five uh, five hundred fifty kilometer where we're going to place Space Ant. Space Ant is an IoT satellite uh, that connect devices uh, or sensors on the ground directly to the satellite. And from the satellite, we're going to transfer all the data that we collected from the sensors and we pull, uh, we send back to the ground station. From the ground station, we push to the cloud. So the user can easily uh, view all the data from the cloud itself. So there are multiple uh, facets that to the, how Space uh, Ant works, which we'll get into a few in a few minutes, uh, Doc. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the development process here because mm-hmm. you, you started from, like you said, right, you started with what you could and then you built up from there. Uh, all three products uh, and services here, are they, um, are they IP that's been commercialized from University of Science Malaysia or is it mm-hmm. a bit of a mix? Because this is coming from the research, uh, you know, see actually, uh, we have a licensing, technology, we call that technology licensing mm-hmm. agreement. Uh, then from that, uh, this is a win-win situation. We yeah. can use the product uh, for the business and you need to get the IP from that uh, because the IP coming from that and also then this is uh, something that we can do between industry and university I think it's a good collaboration between this both oh, it certainly is mm-hmm. and it's good to see IP being utilised yes, and commercialised yeah. um, a few months back I spoke to say the University of Hong Kong mm-hmm. and they are now reaching out to Malaysia and other Southeast Asian mm-hmm. countries with the, the premise being we have all this IP and we want to commercialise mm-hmm. it we want founders and startup entrepreneurs to do that so this is one example example happening here yes. and traditionally in the tech scene tra- universities have always been the hotbed for ideas that eventually become technology and then become these billion dollar companies later yes. on um, what is the working relationship with USM today uh, USM we can say that USM is our incubator so, <laughs> because we place in USM our office in USM uh, USM provide all the facilities because we need the facilities to develop the satellite or the clean room and also uh I think uh, USM also have a share uh, mm-hmm. in this company. They yeah. own certain shares. So they're a shareholder as well. They're a shareholder also. So they're a shareholder. They're part of the cap table. They also, uh, your licensor, they yes, have a licensing correct. agreement mm-hmm. for the tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I presume you are the major shareholder in the I'm company? I'm a major shareholder. But it's actually not hindering me for going bigger and mm-hmm. expand. Because people think that if you're attached with university, meaning that they're going to control you. No, no. Mm. USM actually give uh, freedom for me uh, to maneuver my own company, but at the same time, giving the benefit to both of uh, parties. Uh, has the funding been majority coming from USM or has it been a mix, uh, a mix funding uh, sources? Mix funding. Uh, I think we, we start the capital majority coming from me, mm-hmm. uh, some from the US, USM, and then we, we got a certain grant uh, to kick off the project, especially on the satellite development project. And I, will you be looking to external investors now to raise more money going forward? Uh, yes, because we are entering the seed uh, round uh, where we're going to look to develop more satellite to complete the constellations. So for the services, uh, uh, you need to give uh, frequent services to get um, uh, better data, precise data, meaning that you need to put more satellite on the orbit. Then uh, to put more satellite, of course, you need more capitals. Mm. This is where uh, the next for the commercialization, we're going to start to have more than one satellite to be put. We targeted around in 2025, around 10 satellites will be up there, 10 or more. 
uh, but uh, the, the cost is still lower as compared to very big satellites. Yes, and we're going to touch on that in yes. just a few minutes. Uh, Doc, we're going into a few messages right now. Uh, folks, I've been speaking with Dr. Norelmi Amelia Ismail, founder and CEO of Space in a small satellite manufacturer company for IoT applications. I'm Roshan Kanisan. We'll be back in just a bit. Keep it here to Open for Business on BFM 89.9. Behold Freedom, Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hey folks, good morning and welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanison and this morning I'm speaking with Dr. Norelmi Amelia Ismail, founder and CEO of Space In, a small satellite manufacturer of uh, for IoT applications. They also do educate they've also done educational products and platforms for high altitude balloons. Um Doc, even with the ability of internet service providers, rural communities often experience weak connectivity and unreliable internet access. I think it goes to show that also businesses in these areas will suffer from their ability to, from not being able to connect to certain things. So while we talk about all these exciting things like IoT and all the different applications you can spin off from that, whether it's drones for agriculture, all this requires connectivity. And this is where space and the Pico Satellite Solution seems to be coming in, right? This thing is small. It's Five by five by five. I mean, the best example I can give is stack two decks of cards on top of each other, maybe three. And it's slightly smaller than that. And this helps collect data to help IoT companies uh, access uh, vital information from remote locations and help these uh, areas tap into IoT devices, uh, Internet of Things devices. Uh, Doc, tell us a bit about how Space Ant works. Um, I know it's a B2B-focused yeah. uh, product as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Space Ant, actually, you, you say that pocket cube. It's a current trend. I saw this trend about five years ago. We're actually lagging behind. Some of the companies already did that. And uh, this is a modular. Five times, five times, five is a modular, meaning that you can have another unit. This one unit, five times, five times, five, but another, you, you combine two units based on the missions. And uh, mm. the, why it's small and and is it can really works? This is what people asking me. And actually, uh, when we're focusing on the pocket cube, we're focusing on the uh, one mission. For this is IoT missions, which is IoT devices and do, do not have very big data, very large data that you can be sent there. So when you focus in one mission, you can reduce the size. And reducing the size will be, give very big impact on the cost. And we are looking on the vertical that, uh, we should go and focus like uh, agriculture, industry of agriculture, oil and gas, maybe uh, on transportation. But agriculture is very important that we are seeing now. And uh, we see that why some of the farm or plantation do not have these IoT devices because the networking or, or because yeah. of the connectivity, but also on the cost itself because the cost for the satellite is quite expensive. Uh, currently, if we go for the satellite, the normal satellite, communication satellite, uh, it plays very far away, like 37,000 kilometers. So you need a very big dish to get the signal. Mm. But if you put something uh, or satellite at lower orbit, uh, low Earth orbit, we call that around uh, 600 kilometer. You don't really need very big one. So you can reduce the cost on the instrument side. 
and also you can reduce the latency uh, to get all the data. So this will help, of course, on the agriculture, on the drone that, that operate uh, for this agriculture to adapt, uh, to adopt the IoT industry inside that. Doc, you know, there's a lot of talk around 5G. Yes. You know, it's a big talking point, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to extending network co- coverage mm-hmm. and better connecting IoT players, among other things. Mm-hmm. How does this, and on top of that, you've also got space, uh, Starlink entering mm-hmm. uh, the country. This is bound to provide some a level of competition towards yes. the solution you're providing here. Is this going to be hampering your ability to expand market share? Mm-hmm. And uh, does it essentially make your service uh, a bit redundant? Uh, we can. We have to look on the business model itself. For the Starlink, they provide internet. We're not providing internet. Mm-hmm. We're pro- providing machine-to-machine connectivity. So it's more focused. When it's more focused, meaning that uh, it, you can do something on the cost effectiveness. So it's very focused. Very it's focused. One as mission. B2B to the, the company that need uh, something that connect to their devices. At the same time, when we use IoT devices, we need to have the low power consumption uh, devices. So... Uh, Using the satellite uh, specifically uh, for this kind of technology for the IoT, you can actually adopt this low te- uh, low power consumption technology, and also on this other than cost effectiveness, it's on the small form factor, meaning that we are small, so meaning that we can provide better costs or we can reduce the cost of of the business. The, the, the price for mm, the customer. Mm. We can transfer the price uh, lower as compared to the bigger satellite. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the cost a little bit mm-hmm. um, because the, a big point that you've been selling here is essentially the cost, right? Um, how this is cheaper. So tell us a little bit about how the cost of traditional satellites, uh, about the cost of traditional sal- satellites and how you've managed to address the issue of that high cost uh, with, with, uh, with space and... For that moment, when you launch a satellite, there are a few things that you have to look on the cost. Uh, why, what make the cost very high? First, the mass, the weight of the satellite. The higher you go, of course, you need more fuel to burn and the, the, the cost is very high. And the other one is on the uh, altitude or, or uh, the place where you orbit where mm. you place the satellite. The higher you go also, it will cost you more. So for this space and uh, we are having very small satellite and also we have a low Earth orbit so we can reduce the cost on that. Right. And uh, this is 5x5x5, five by five by five. Mm-hmm. small uh, unit. It's modular as well. So yeah. each unit can be can have a very specific task. So these are all built for or at least set for purpose for one particular application. Is uh, Yes. For this, we, we're focusing on IoT on, only, meaning that we carry payload for the communication between mm. the devices. And uh, for the for five times five times five, actually on the technology demonstration that going to be launched in this coming November mm-hmm. by SpaceX, but for the commercial uh, we targeting in quarter four next year to be launched. Same with the SpaceX, and this will slightly bigger two unit of five times five, meaning five times five times ten. Why this happen? Because we need to stay longer in the orbit, meaning that we put more battery on that, but the same mission, which is IoT, collect all the data, will be there. So your uh, SpaceX is taking these little satellites into space for you and then releasing them into low orbit. Yeah. Uh, and then they are, then are we, am I un- correct in understanding yeah. that basically if, I, if we had a telescope and looked up, it would just be this little cube in the sky. Yeah. Uh, how is it powered? Is it using solar? Is it battery powered? Uh, how is it, how is it maintained? We're using both. Uh, 
in, in the space, we have to, uh, we have the sunlight time where we can charge the battery. But at the same time, we also have, we call eclipse. There is no sunlight. Mm. So we need to use the battery. So we, need, we have both uh, battery and solar to power up this satellite. Um, and what are you expecting in terms of its ability to remain in orbit? Like how long? How long? What's the life expectancy for a device uh, like this? For the for the technology demonstration, five times five, uh, we just expect it for six months. Just want to prove that the connectivity will be there. But for this commercial, we targeting uh, uh, two years operation, and we need to replace the satellite because we have this kind of constellation. But mm. the cost is still low. Let's talk a little bit about the commercialization journey for Space mm-hmm. In. Um, how does Space In generate revenue from its solutions? Are we talking about, are you, do you sell them as products? Are they fee-based? Is it a subscription as a service? Yeah. Uh, we go for the subscription. At the same time, we got a request from the company to be part of the constellations. So mm-hmm. there is a partnership will be there that will, uh, the cost of the satellite uh, we can share together and, and also uh, we can manufacture for them. So subscription, manufacturing, and also we have another revenue coming from other products that can help us in building this constellation. Uh, could you explain that a bit? Uh, you've mentioned constellation a few times. What, what do you mean by that? Uh, uh, to have a frequent, uh, one satellite uh, for the low Earth orbit, actually it can pass by uh, uh, complete the rotation of the Earth in 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. So meaning that it can pass by Malaysia four times a day. So if you need a frequent services, you, you need, need more satellites. So you need a constellation of satellites. Yes. And this is the partnership we're talking yeah. about. I can partner with a few other companies, a few other businesses. Yes, that to complete need, the constellation. Currently, have, uh, when we calculate, we go for the constellation. We plan to have a constellation at Equatorial, uh, around 50 satellites. Mm-hmm. 50 satellites there, then hopefully we can get 20, nearly 24-hour services for for. For this business, is space in generating revenue already? Uh, yes, we have revenue coming from uh, other products. Actually, it's, uh, last year is double from 2021, and I, we hope that this year we already have a few companies that in line that want to work together with us, and mm. we can generate more revenues. Uh, you du- you've doubled growth, um, but are we still talking about low base effect? Are we talking about sub six figures, above six figures? Uh, we already reached uh, six figures now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you have in the pipeline? You talked about the commercialization, mm-hmm. space taking, uh, space and uh, uh, the test technology test later this year, commercialization mm-hmm. next year. What else is space in uh, working on? Uh, we're working on uh, deployer, meaning that uh, when you want to launch the satellite, you need deployer that attached to the rocket. Mm-hmm. So we want to be uh, de- uh, to have this kind of services. So not only our satellite can be deployed to the space, we can get other satellite to be in, inside this deployer so we can be part of the maybe SpaceX or other rocket services uh, so that we can give the services to deploy other satellite to the to So the when rocket. you say deploy, you're talking about a SpaceX competitor essentially? Uh, not really. We, we will be customer to SpaceX, but uh, maybe competitor to our deployer that currently okay. deploy our satellite. Right, So, but you're still attaching it to SpaceX to yes. help you launch SpaceX it to space. SpaceX or any other uh, rocket around the world. Um, as we come to a close here, maybe give us a sense of the possibilities in terms of margins and the path to profitability here because commercialization is important. We want to build business. We want to build economy. Mm-hmm. A big part of that is yeah. having a good profit margin over the longer <laughs> term. What are your expectations for that, Doc? I think uh, we have to look on innovation first, the technology, how we can reduce more the cost of the satellite. And also we, we have to look also uh, how you uh, make use of this technology to, 
to benefit others, to benefit the the agriculture, to and also focus on the segment of the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you focus, then you can uh, innovate more and also can solve more problems, and you can attract more people. Especially, I think we have to highlight that agriculture market is our focus now, and also the other market is on the environmental monitoring, reforestation, because we already have one customer uh, for the reforestation that we are working with us. Uh, with the thirty seconds we have left, Doc, what are the key aims for Spacing in the next five years? Uh, we're going to complete our constellation to give a better services and we aim that we can have a full services at least uh, by 2025 or 2026. Then uh, we can show to the world that we can do it. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Doc, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, thank you. Folks, I've been speaking with Dr. Noor Ilmi Amelia Ismail, founder and CEO of Space In, a small satellite manufacturer company for IoT applications. I'm Roshan Kennison. You've been listening to Open for Business. We're going into the news bulletin right now, so keep it here to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.